Hello and welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. This is the Sunday Tarot Talk. I'm your host, Jason. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. We are looking at Key 15, the Devil. So we're going to be talking about a bondage to material illusion, uh, release from that illusion, and so forth. So this is a deep card. There's a lot to it. Uh, the devil is often very misunderstood. Uh, so we're going to go deeply into some of the symbolism of this card. Uh, so hang on for that. I appreciate you guys joining us. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, you can donate to the show if you'd like at anchor.fm slash Cosmic Eye. And please follow us at, cos at Cosmic Eye Tarot on Instagram or TikTok. Okay, so as I said, this card, this devil card, number 15, uh, is associated with this idea of bondage, freedom, uh, freedom from bondage, if you understand it correctly, and the idea of maya or illusion. So in the East, they have this idea of maya, that, that this physical existence is really just an illusion, sort of a play of, of uh, the divine, uh, which is behind it, and uh, doesn't really have a substantial reality per se. Uh, it feels very real to us, obviously, uh, but we have to recognize its spiritual nature. We have to recognize the underlying spiritual um, the underlying spiritual content, as it were, of our lives, if we could really to, to see clearly. Uh, so you have to understand then, uh, in terms of this connection to a key 15 and this idea of bondage. Uh, so it's, it's really this, as I said, this, this idea of bondage. So you see on the card, you know, everyone's pretty familiar with this card. You see the devil and he's on a half cube altar. He's got a, um, a mercury symbol around where his belly button is. And he's actually an and andro androgyne. He's male and female. He's got a Saturn, a symbol on his hand. Excuse me. He has a, yeah, he has a Saturn symbol. I was thinking Capricorn. He's associated with Capricorn, but he has a Saturn symbol on his hand. And of course, there's two, uh, there's, there's an inverted pentagram on his head and he has the goat horns and the bat ears and the, uh, the bird, type legs and he has a male and female um, uh, attached to they're in in bondage we're speaking of bondage and and uh, and this illusion and this connection and um, slavery somewhat of slavery this idea of slavery to the material world in other words we're not seeing through it to its spiritual core uh, so we believe that this material existence is that all is all there is uh, for us and Really, it's this the other way around. It's a spiritual experience unfolding uh, in in this material world for us. Uh, so, so there's an idea of limitation associated with Saturn, a principle of limitation. It's what allows us to really have this materiality of form. And obviously, it's it's something that is good. It's something that we're supposed to have, uh, but it's also something that we have to work uh, to see through. So there's a mystery there, there's a dichotomy there, um, but it's something that deserves a lot of, uh, a lot of attention and a lot of study. Uh, so the surface idea, surface symbol is pretty, you know, it's pretty monstrous. You know, this devil uh, is, has, is a pretty monstrous figure. So he represents this idea of illusion, man-made man fears, um, you know, devils and demons of all sorts that we construct in our own minds. Um, you know, this negativity and, 
an evil associated with this card. And the idea is that um, this is something that is, is, is being created um, and turned into this monstrous form. And that's what the symbol of the devil is, is, uh, is showing us. Uh, so you have to look through it. You have to look past the surface uh, of what you see here uh, to really find out this true meaning. So we're going to look at the number 15, the number 15 associated with this card. And we are on uh, key 15, obviously. And if you've been listening since the beginning, we started at key zero, which is the fool. And we're going through to key 21, the world. And we are on 15. Now, so we get like uh, six more uh, shows ahead of us. So we're going to look at the number 15. So in Roman numerals, uh, if you don't know, the number 15 is XV, XV. Uh, and then the the letters X and V are the last two letters of the word LVX. LVX is uh, divine light, is, uh, it is Lux, Lux in, uh, in Roman. Uh, has a very special meaning in occultism, uh, which we'll talk a little bit about. It's a little, uh, a little bit much for us to go into too much, uh, but we will touch on it. So LVX is this force. It designates the one force. Uh, this is one of the meanings of it, the one force or the a universal force or power uh, that we come from and that we are, have our, you know, that we live and move and have our being in, as St. Paul said. So this one force, uh, the LVX is this one force that we concentrate by acts of attention. Um, so X, XV or the 15 is LVX, but minus the L, minus the L. So this is an interesting thing. Uh, so L is uh, transliterated, um, or I should say Lamed, the Hebrew letter Lamed is transliterated as L, L, Lamed, um, and that's in that LVX. Um, and the word Lamed, when used as a verb, means to instruct. Uh, in other words, it's a directing power. So when we use the word Lamed as a noun, it means ox goad, and ox goad has the same sort of meaning. It was kind of like a, like a, like a jockey's crop or something. This ox goad was used to, uh, to guide the ox, to guide the ox, to move forward, to steer him in the desired direction. So you can think of that as, as that same idea of the directing power. So LVX minus the L uh, has this suggestion of, of the absence of that directing power, the directing power, which, which is also connected to key 11. Key 11 is uh, associated with the letter Lamed. Key 11 is, of course, justice. And if you want to go back and check that out, you can listen to that one. Um, so the number that, uh, 15, or XV, an idea that this devil card represents this one force, but as it's operating apart from human knowledge or human direction, uh, so that's that V and X minus the, minus the L, LVX. Um, so XV is, is composed of the numbers uh, X and V, which is 10 and 5, of course. X is 10 and V is five in the Roman numerals. In tarot, X is, uh, or the 10 is the wheel of fortune. And that has the symbolic meaning of uh, the mechanical aspect of cosmic manifestation uh, of the one force. So the mechanical X uh, manifestation. So we have this idea and we've built up this conception uh, as human beings of the universe as like a mechanism and we built this up from observations and we've studied cycles and seasons and recurrent phenomena and so forth. 
the stars and astronomy are, of course, important um, uh, signposts to this idea of the cyclical phenomenon. Uh, but really, the, the greater part of the observation responsible for, for our understanding of these mechanistic theories um, go on below the human level. So they're operating in an intuitive or, or subconscious level. Um, and, and so we, we sense that the phenomenon uh, seem to be working in a blind, a sort of blind aggregation of forces. Uh, and those are kind of operating according to necessity, according to the law of averages. I'm going to talk about this like the law of evolution or uh, survival of the fittest, some of Darwin's theories and so on. And we see this uh, at work. But what happens is evolution progresses. So we get to like uh, the level of human being, something like this. Uh, the law seems to work with a with somewhat of a diminished force in a sense. Um, so as as higher forms of life come into existence, um, the, the you know nature seems to 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 be a little more lenient on those on those um, on those types, as it were, those types, those species, and so on. Um, so it's an interesting thing, but we're 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 somewhat different when you think about human beings. When you think about you know the animal kingdom and the uh, the fish and the and the birds and and so on, even plant life and you know semi-autonomous uh, uh, cells and things like that. Um, so men are quite a bit different. So you see that the in our lives we see how the survival of an individual takes on more importance uh, because of a kind of a new principle at work. And this is what uh, this is what tarot pictures in key uh, five or V letter V or Vav, which is attached to the Hierophant. The Hierophant has this idea of this principle of consciousness, principle of consciousness, which is hidden by the mechanical appearance of the universe. So we see the, uh, that the universe and we see the laws of the universe, the cosmic cycles and so on, uh, but we forget that there's consciousness behind that. So the point of it is, is that there's a spiritual consciousness, a spiritual intelligence, a spiritual energy guiding us. Um, and then you begin to see like, as you, you raise your own personal level of consciousness and come into more contact with this cosmic consciousness, you seem to be able to rise out of this idea of, of being caught up in these cycles, these karmic cycles and these negative cycles and these you know, sort of uh, destructive tendencies and so on. Um, and you, you're able to control your circumstances in a much greater way. Um, so also this, this idea of X and the XV that we're talking about, the XV, uh, represents a world of, of appearances. And through these appearances, we, we begin to understand and gain knowledge of the outer aspect, um, excuse me, the outer aspects of the manifestation of, of this one force of this universal power, this cosmic consciousness. So the V, as we said before, is uh, is is, is um, this is this well I didn't say this before but this is what it is it stands for the subjective world of consciousness in other words the uh, the unconscious but also the inner life of man the subjective uh, point of view um, and what we gain by understanding the subjective world of consciousness is that we begin to see the significance of these cycles of change this constant change that goes on around us and then we begin to understand how we ourselves can affect change uh, to those cycles that seem like blind forces. They're not really blind forces, though, when you begin to understand that, that consciousness is at the, at the root of them and that we are part of this consciousness, part of this God consciousness. 
So when you combine these two kinds of knowledge, the outer knowledge with the X, uh, the cycles of manifestation, et cetera, the ideas associated with the uh, wheel of fortune, and the V, the hierophant, the uh, spiritual understanding, the subjective understanding, uh, higher wisdom and, and, and enlightenment, um, intuition, and so on that's associated with love and the letter V, uh, you find yourself under guidance, which, as I said, begins to help you control your environment. So once you, uh, once you understand that and you begin to rise above the circumstances, you rise above the cycles, you rise above the idea that, oh, this is the way things are and this is the way my life is and this is the way that things have to go and so on. And you break free from the bondage and the limitation of those cycles, of those karmic actions and so on. And that's, again, that's what this, this devil is representing is this sort of blind force, this, uh, this bondage to limitation or illusion, this idea that the material world is all that exists. And, you know, the spiritual world is some sort of, um, you know, kind of happy idea that we placate ourselves with or something like that. Uh, so, you know, it really flips that on its head and says, no, look, you know, there's a spiritual reality. There's a, there's a, there's a cosmic consciousness behind all of this. And it's all working for our good. It's all working for our evolution. And it's all working for our growth back towards that cosmic consciousness to go back home, as it were, to, to, to realize, as in self-realization, realize that in our lives today. Uh, so, you know, the thing is, is that you can rise above your circumstances uh, when you begin to notice that this material world is a spiritual world. And we do have much more control over our environment and our circumstances than we often let on. Uh, so once you realize that and you break through that bondage, you break through that limitation, it's interesting because you throw off the chains. If you notice on that card, you know, look at that card, look at that card if you haven't, uh, if you haven't had a chance. You can see that the chains around the neck of the around the necks of the uh, individuals that are on there are actually large enough that they could go over their heads. Uh, so they're in kind of a self-imposed limitation, a self-imposed bondage. Uh, they're not trapped there. Uh, and that's the one thing we have to remember when we're dealing with this kind of thing. So, so even if there's confusion around you or, you know, you feel like the world's going nuts and, you know, everything's going off the rails and, you know, politics is this and, you know, um, you know, the church is doing that or whatever it is that you feel like, you know, this is, is unfolding in life. You know, you at any moment can rise above that and claim your own divine consciousness within and begin to break through those limitations, break through and make changes in your own life and really radiate outward that spiritual consciousness and make those changes. Uh, you know, Jung talked about uh, how it was such a big deal if even just one person worked on their own consciousness, worked on their own individuation process. You know, and there's this idea in, in Kabbalah as well of the tzaddik, the righteous one. Um, and so, you know, even one righteous person, even one person doing their own spiritual work, their own consciousness work, uh, and so on, can make a big difference in life in terms of like breaking free from the illusion of the bondage to this, you know, demonic force that we see represented by the devil. Uh, these blind forces that are at work, these karmic, karmic, uh, wheels that are turning and so on. Um, so, you know, we're moving into an age where 
um, you know, they, they, they talked about this, you know, you see this, this new age that's unfolding and, you know, it's been happening since really, well, for, for, for thousands of years, and we can't put a pinpoint on it really, but we've seen a, a definite uh, move towards a more conscious, more enlightened society, definitely since, you know, uh, since the, you know, the late fifties and early sixties with the, you know, the civil rights movements and so on. And, uh, the various different uh, uh, things at work, uh, you know, and how can I say this, um, political movements, spiritual movements, and so on that occurred, they really changed society drastically. Um, so, you know, now we're finding ourselves kind of uh, in a new state where we're, we're unfolding even further, and, you know, people talk about vibrational levels and you know, different people have different theories about what that means. Some people see that uh, maybe that uh, different beings are going to come and visit us from uh, from other planets, or you know, so there's angels at work, or there's there's different forces at work. Whatever the point is, really, though, uh, if you look at it symbolically, there's this idea that um, we're we're looking within and finding these higher parts of ourselves and allowing those to unfold these spirits within us and spirit within us that we're allowing to unfold and bring into a new level of consciousness and awareness and, and, and really allowing our creative, positive, constructive, uh, transformational type energy to shine. Uh, so what happens then is, um, you know, and, and this has been, as I said, this has been going on for a long time. You know, these, these movements, uh, particularly like some of these uh, older magical groups and so on, I mean, this stuff was, you know, in the 1600s, the Rosicrucians, and then, you know, we moved into the 1700s, the Enlightenment, the Alchemists, and um, into the into the early 1800s and mid and late 1800s when a lot of these magical groups were formed. Of course, there's Freemasonry and all these different uh, different types of magical orders and so on that influenced a lot of these teachings uh, that are still much alive today in a lot of the, the New Age teachings, and we don't even really realize it. Um, but there's this idea of this new order, this new order unfolding. Um, and, you know, largely, you could say, as a result of all these, these individuals who came before us and laid out these paths and these ways of, of learning and, you know, taught us um, about tarot, like Dr. Paul Foster Case, and, you know, different people who came, like Yogananda and Maharishi and, um, and, uh, and so forth, you know, the Eastern teachers who came here and all of, all of these different wonderful teachers who uh, share their wisdom and knowledge and shared the, uh, the ancient masters and the ancient wisdom uh, with us, Madame Blavatsky and all the theosophists, and there's just so many. Uh, but as the result of, you know, what they've been working on, it's now unfolding now. So really we're seeing these forces, um, which are starting to enable all of humanity to really exercise the devil, quote unquote, um, get rid of these false notions and these illusions and these limitations and this bondage and fear-based thinking uh, by, like we were talking about, this LVX, this light, uh, this magical light, astral light, uh, the LVX. So we add the L to XV and we make the V central as in the word LVX, right? So the idea again is that there's the, the direction of this force the subjective spiritual understanding and the V, so the L is the, the Lama, the direction, the V is the, uh, the, the spiritual understanding and wisdom that unfolds within us. And then the X is the understanding of the outer world and these 
um, these kind of cycles and these and our, our material existence in general through science and so on. So it's not to knock science, but it's uh, looking at science with an understanding of what does that mean for me? So it's one thing to understand like how, how something works. And it's another thing to understand why something works as a philosophical question always or, or how or what that means for us as human beings and so on, even though we can discover, for example, you know, how to split the atom and create an atom bomb or create nuclear power. Um, and, you know, I don't know how far that's gotten us, unfortunately. Um, I'm not here to debate the, uh, the values of, of, of nuclear power or, or nuclear weapons, but I would say that, you know, most people involved with those projects probably regret having worked on them. And, you know, so we're moved, so we have to ask ourselves, well, yes, can, we can do something, but is this something we, we should be doing? And that's philosophy, that's spirituality, that's ethics, that's morality, that's what we're talking about. Uh, so another connection to 15, 15 is interesting. So it's a 15, again, this card's uh, 15, it's key 15, the devil. So, <laughs> excuse me, one in five adds to six. So if you look at, I wanna, I wanna give you this uh, exercise this week, take, uh, key 15, the devil, and, and look at it in comparison to the lover's card, key six. If you see some really interesting details, really interesting details, and then you'll see that almost the key 15 is almost like a, a cartoon or a caricature of key six in a lot of ways. And that's how all these cards work together. This is the beauty of tarot. Like all there's kind of interconnections with all these numbers, all these different symbols, and so on. So it's such a beautiful and rich system uh, to be able to work with. And again, I thank uh, Dr. Paul Foster Case, who's you know, I hope with us, well, I would say he's with us definitely uh, each week in spirit. Uh, so thank him for his great work and check out BOTA.org. Uh, they have some fantastic um, cards there uh, to color your own cards, uh, color your own tarot cards. Really, really great way to learn the cards. So 15 also is a theosophical extension from the numbers uh, zero to five. So in other words, the number five, the theosophical extension of five. So that's zero plus one plus two plus three plus four plus five, 15. Uh, so that's an interesting uh, connection. So you'll see also that um, since, since the number five um, is, is related to this number 15 through this theosophical extension, extension, that the number 14 is also related to five, being one plus four is, is five. Uh, so, you can see that uh, there's a connection between the key, keys 14, uh, which is temperance and 15 as well. And again, look at those two cards together and you'll see a lot of uh, connections between temperance and the devil, as well as uh, the devil and the lover's card. So those are interesting. Uh, so the letter on this card, also make, make sure, uh, I wanna remind you again, take time to, to meditate, to contemplate, to just kind of look at the card each day. So this week, of course, is the, as we said uh, many, many times throughout this, is the devil card, the key 15. So take this card and meditate on it uh, when you wake up in the morning or before you go to sleep at night. Just spend five minutes on it and allow it to really penetrate your consciousness. And you'll be able to break through these limitations, break through these, these fears, and break through these irrational ideas about, about life and so on. Um, so uh, ayin, the letter ayin is, the Hebrew letter ayin is associated with this card. And it mainly means eye, you know, the physical eye, but also uh, a fountain, an outward show or superficial appearance uh, is associated with this idea of ayin, the letter ayin. So all these Hebrew letters have 
uh, symbolic meanings and they have sort of a hieroglyphic meaning, like I said, so like ayin uh, is connected to I, but then it also has some symbolic meanings too, or, or meanings, uh, word meanings that actually uh, tra translate into Hebrew words. Um, so you get that idea of a fountain, the outward show, the superficial uh, appearance of things, and that's what we're talking about. Uh, this idea of illusion in the material world is as um, as having a certain amount of illusion attached to it. So, um, so if you look at this idea of a fountain, as I said, you begin to see this idea that that there's a sort of um, underlying fountain of, of creation that is this cosmic uh, um, this cosmic force, this one power, which is materializing in this in this way where it's constantly uh, creating, destroying, and preserving uh, itself. Uh, you see this idea in, in quantum physics and these ideas of multiverse and so forth. Um, but this idea of this fountain. Um, you know, is the idea about God as a fountain of manifestation or a source of creation. So then you think about this uh, other idea, the superficial appearance, which I talked about, uh, connected with ion. And then you see uh, that, um, that yeah, I'm going to quote Paul Foster Case directly here. He said, well, you'll see that key 15 must be interpreted as a symbol of the one identity considered as the source of the forms and appearances of relative relative existence, relative existence. So another thing associated with this, so the human eye, of course, is our organ of vision. And this shows us the relationship between the ideas uh, corresponding to ion and those connected with the attribution or the function of sight, which is connected to the letter hey. And that's represented in terror by key four, the emperor. So there's a connection between those two as well. Um, we know there's this idea, of course, anybody that's studied, anyone study a little bit of psychology or you know, watch videos online, how easy it is to fool the eye, or maybe you've, you've seen that video of uh, uh, the, the, uh, the two basketball teams and, and the ape running down the court. If you haven't, um, put bas you know, Google basketball and ape or something like that. I think that'll come up for you. Uh, it's, it's, it's literally, it shows us how the mind will just cut out things that it does not recognize or it is not looking for. Uh, so basically, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but just uh, look it up. So it's it's basketball and ape or something along those lines. Um, but so there's this idea of this optical illusion, deception, um, and so forth associated with this idea. You know, if you look on the back of, if you are on the standing on the back of a train, if you can imagine that, I mean. We don't ride trains as much as we used to, obviously, but if you've ever been on one, you see the idea of, of, of this, where the, the tracks look parallel, but they look like they're fading towards each other as we move and as they recede back into the distance. It's an optical illusion, obviously. It's not really happening, but that's how it appears to us. So, you know, we have to realize that our eyes only deceive us if we let them. So you've got to, uh, you've got to, uh, can, you know, kind of um, understand that that is at work and sort of overcome that and begin to know, uh, acknowledge that most of the time our senses are deceiving us in one way or the other physical senses so that we've got to do our spiritual work, our meditation work, our magical work and so on to be able to focus and concentrate and see through and see things in a new way 
a lot of the illusion comes from just habitual sort of not paying attention. So we pay attention, we live in the moment, we stay focused in the uh, event of the moment uh, that can help us to break through these illusions as well. So this idea, again, of Maya, Sanskrit word for matter, um, it's a little more complicated than that, but that's a basic way to look at it. So one of its meanings is, is illusion. And we kind of, in the West, as opposed to the East where this idea of Maya was uh, discovered, we tend to uh, accept the world of appearances. We tend to be more materialistic. I mean, we, uh, we in the West, especially in, in Europe, you know, came up with uh, this idea of objective science and so on. And we sort of codified all these rules for experimentation and how, how you, how you uh, do that sort of work and so on uh, in the physical sciences and natural sciences. Um, whereas, you know, in the East, they were, although they're, you know, obviously as capable and, and knowledgeable about science as we are now, uh, but, you know, traditionally, um, you know, in the West with the Greeks and the Romans and so forth, um, you know, that idea, and even, even in the West with uh, uh, Arab peoples and Muslims and so on, um, uh, there was this idea of science and rationality, and um, of course, Judaism helped to uh, sort of codify that idea of philosophical uh, rationalism and so on through Maimonides and so on. Uh, but the the point is is that there's this um, there's this idea that uh, the material world uh, is something that you know is very real and needs quite a bit of of investigation, and it's it's a good idea. But again, like you said, you know, you've got to have both. So that would be like the the X part of it, you know, that we're looking at the exterior objective world in that L, V, X. Uh, whereas the V is the subjective or the sort of spiritual outlook, uh, the inner understanding of things. And then that L is that directive power, a concentration, and so on. So we've got to have all those things operating in order to truly see uh, beyond the illusion, truly see beyond the illusion. Um, but, you know, there's this idea that... Uh, that you know, sometimes too, we get split off into this dichotomy or this um, this idea that there's an opposition between matter and spirit. But the ageless wisdom, you know, really reconciles this. It says uh, that reality, you know, with the capital R as over the true reality, like absolute reality, applies to both worlds. Um, I mean, one is a relative version of of the absolute, and one is an absolute version of the of the reality. Of the spirit. So the outer world may be the Maya illusion, in, you know, in one sense of that term. But really, the and another way of looking at it is the matter, quote unquote, is actually the appearance of what we call spirit as it enters into this field of name and form. And they're both real. So we really shouldn't try to separate the reality appearance of appearance of, of the one identity, which which makes that appearance. So in other words, like it's all the one identity, it's all the one force, the one power, uh, the God consciousness, the I am, uh, throughout materiality and this world of spirit, quote unquote. Uh, so when we when we separate those two, we we, we really create a, a a dichotomy. We create a um, we create a, sh uh, a rift between uh, this and that. You know, we're we're not in that unity consciousness. Um, so the in Kabbalah, in Hermetic uh, tradition, Hermetic Kabbalah, letter Ayin is on the 26th path of the tree of life, if that means anything to you, if you've studied the tree of life. If you look and see that uh, the tree of life, of course, each of the tarot cards uh, belongs on one of these paths. 
connecting the Sefi Road together. Um, and really, this 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 tree of life diagram is a it shows the relations between the different aspects of the life power. So there's these ideas of these different aspects of 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 the one force of God, as it were. So it's, it's really this kind of skeleton or framework, uh, which you know it's part of the construction of the tarot. So there's a real quite a, a, a genius construction to the whole to the whole thing, or at least correlations between this and the tarot itself. Um, so there, there's, there's a lot of wisdom in those. It's, it goes beyond what we're talking about today, but it's something to think about as you're going deeper into tarot, that how these cards connect to uh, both the cube of space and the tree of life. Um, so this idea of uh, Ayan uh, is, is connected to the renewing intelligence. And it said Ayan uh, uh, in that path, that 26 path on the, on the tree of life. The renewing intelligence. So, but because this is this is quoting, um, quoting I think from the probably from the Zohar or the Sefer Yitzirah, uh, but it doesn't say. So I don't know. Because by it, uh, the renewing intelligence is called such because by it the Holy God renews all that is begun, begun afresh in the creation of the world. So again, here's this idea of this continual creation. Uh, so think about those words carefully, uh, because by it, the Holy God renews all that is begun afresh in the creation of the world. And, you know, this gives a clue to what's meant by the, by the word creation and for begun afresh uh, really intimates that the beginning of any cycle uh, of creation is actually a renewal of activity related to other cycles proceeding from this beginning. So you, you get this idea, again, of these He's constantly turning wheels and cycles and, and this cosmic law in effect. And this idea too that, that um, it's not a blind force, it's an intelligent force. And this idea is that behind that is of course a spiritual reality. And again, if we begin to recognize how these cosmic forces work, we can rise out of our limitations and our kind of being battered about by life uh, to rise above uh, these these situations and really see clearly through them. I mean, if you want to take kind of a, um, you know, just a sort of, a, I don't know, like a more material example, sort of this idea of like, let's say you uh, get in a certain type of relationship over and over again. Maybe it's one that's uh, with the same type of person. And, you know, you think each person you get involved with, maybe it's like, oh, this time it's going to be different. This 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 time, you know, this one has a job and this one's um, you know, this one's more loving and, and, you know, it turns out that they're exactly the same kind of unthoughtful or, you know, kind of um, destructive type of personality or whatever that you, you consistently get involved with. Well, that's a cycle. That's a cycle. Um, and it's the same thing as these, these uh, cycles that exist in the universe. The same thing is, you know, is, is what goes on with, the, you know, the planets and the, and the uh, seasons and so forth. These are cyclical events. The, the difference is that these cycles in our own life are much, uh, much easier to, to overcome and to begin to understand uh, because, you know, we, we either are unconsciously acting them out or we actually, you know, created them and we've, we've got to recognize when, when and how we created them and break those patterns. So that's this idea of really looking through this illusion of thinking like, well, this is the only kind of person I can get involved with or this is always the kind of relationship I'm, I'm going to uh, deserve, quote unquote, or something like this, 
And it's one of these things where you've got to break through that illusion, break through that bondage of the past and say, you know, I deserve something different and I'm going to choose something different and I'm going to work on myself until I can understand why I'm attracting the same kind of bad relationship each and every time or something, something along those lines. So if that makes sense. That's a way to break through that bondage, but it's the same way uh, in other areas of our lives, in other areas of our lives in psychological I mean, that is a psychological idea, but it's spiritual areas and so forth. So, uh, so think about that. Think about that uh, this week as you're working with stuff and as you're working with this, uh, this devil card. Uh, so that's, I think, going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, it's pretty brief. I don't want to overload you with too much material, but those are a few, uh, few ideas to think about. So you think about uh, ion and the idea of the eye and the idea of illusion and think about that number 15 and how it's connected to that LVX, that astral light, that Luke's, Luke's light. Uh, it's a very, very important symbol in occultism. Um, so kind of think about that and just think about where you might be getting caught up in, in areas of, of illusion or areas where you feel like you're in bondage and you just can't change the situations for whatever reason. Uh, because of, you know, habit or lack of this or karmic that or whatever it is and, and make sure, you know, investigate it and go deeply into it spiritually, pray on it, affirm uh, differently for yourself, uh, do the spiritual and magical work to rise above uh, the illusions, uh, pray, you know, work with the spirits, work with the angels, work with divine force, you know, work with whoever you're working with, Mother Mary, Jesus, the Orishas, whoever you're working with, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the Wiccan uh, divinities or whoever, whoever. Uh, those are, you know, all aspects of, of the divine uh, that allow us to connect to this one force, this one uh, universal power that is the cause and is the underlying consciousness uh, of, this, of this material universe we live in. Don't get caught up in this idea that, uh, the world is this dark and scary and demonic place. Uh, even though people can do destructive things, uh, you know they're caught up in the illusions and the and the and the destructive forces of their own minds or their own past karma or what have you. Uh, you don't have to participate in that. You don't have to be fearful of it. Um, rise above it and see through the illusion and break free from it in your own life. And again, like. Uh, like Jung said, you know, one person doing their own work on consciousness and their own individuation process, their own spiritual work within, uh, really can change, uh, can change the world. Uh, so it does make a difference. So do that work uh, and keep, keep moving forward. And again, if you're feeling fearful or anxious, you know, uh, you know, call out to the divine. Uh, you know, you may not know how to pray. You may not know how to uh, to do this specific work, you know, or do magical work or spiritual work. Maybe you haven't had any experience with that, but really just ask your higher self or ask divine forces as you see them, you know, however you envision, in, 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 however you visualize them. Maybe you speak to the ancestors. Maybe you have a grandfather or a grandmother or an auntie or someone that you look towards to, uh, to help guide you. We're all connected to the one force, the one power. So However, you can work through and, and build that spiritual life for yourself is 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 valid and is um is a great way for you to go. You know your heart and you know your soul, so trust it. Uh, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you being here. So next week or the week after that depends on 
how things are going here. We're pretty busy uh, with the uh, tarot business over the holidays and stuff. So we do uh, have, I think there's still a few up on Amazon. We've got some of the uh, rainbow uh, unicorn decks. You can pre-order the cat decks, the Bloomy Cat Tarot, um, which I talk about quite a bit. Those are going to be coming in soon. They're on their way. They're on the they're on the boat, uh, sitting out in the harbor. Uh, so this um, this uh, supply chain thing has got us too. So uh, we're doing our spiritual work to hopefully uh, get those through as soon as possible. So those cards are going to be available uh, pretty soon. Uh, so you can pre-order those on Etsy, uh, the Blooming Cat cards, and uh, you can actually pre-order right now the the next. A printing of the rainbow unicorn cards because we have sold out most of those cards so if you really if you want to jump on those cards uh, those are up on kickstarter and there's a link uh, to that through our cosmiceye.org website uh, also you know remember follow uh, at angel on the eighth day uh, he's doing his crystal giveaway so if you follow him and do a couple other things uh, you'll be entered into his uh, contest uh, to try to win a crystal. He's got beautiful crystals. I just received uh, one in the mail the other day, an Amazonite. It's a fantastic, really powerful stone. I'm loving it. Uh, so thank you for that, Angel. Uh, again, hope everyone is great. Blessings and light to you all. We'll be back uh, soon, as I said, with the, uh, with the, ter- uh, the tower, the tower, Key 16. That's going to be our next show. Uh, so we'll be back. And if you'd like to make a donation, we're at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye. Again, blessings and light to everyone. Speak to you soon.